Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show, we are recording right after Kentucky just defeated Utah in a, basically a blowout. 88 to 61 was the margin. Um, I will put a quick disclaimer. We're going to just mainly talk about basketball on this podcast, and we're going to get back into football on one that is yet to come this week. Mark Stoops, Benny Snell, Cash Daniel, a couple other players spoke to the media on Friday evening, so we will talk about what they had to say and Benny Snell's decision to go pro but still playing the bowl game. But I will tie football into this game because the football team was introduced – and they got a huge ovation. Yeah, all the all SEC and All America guys, Bunchy Stallings, an All American, uh, Josh Allen, unanimous All American, three National Defensive Player of the Year awards. Uh, Benny Snell was an All American by at least one on at least one team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then who was Mike Edwards out there? No, Mike Edwards. Okay. Um, the captains were out there as well. So CJ yeah. Conrad, Cash Daniel, Georgia Safo J as well. And then they brought out Terry Wilson since he was the MVP of the Governor's Cup, which they also brought with them. The trophy. Yes, they brought the trophy, <laughs> which got a big cheer. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I mean it was very loud in there for those guys. I mean, about the loudest it was all day. Other than mm-hmm. Jamal Baker, we'll talk about that but, yeah. uh, at the end. Um, and then a big cheer for Josh Allen, who came out as the celebrity Y, and mm-hmm. he, he went from the Y pose to uh, double double bicep flex. Um, and all of this happening with a huge collection of recruits, football yes. recruits in the stand. They left with about five minutes to go, started filing out for whatever their other visit activities were, and Kentucky was up big, so they – were basically paraded down through the stands, and it was an enormous group of recruits. Yes. I mean, I don't know. There had, I mean, there had families, so it's hard to count how many. But it looked like twenty or so guys, yeah. and uh, they were all pretty big dudes. So. We'll try to get on, get some more details on that, and share those guys, share that with you guys later on in the week. But as I mentioned, we're going to talk about basketball. As Kyle said, we'll mention Jamal Baker at the end. Um, but there are a lot of places. That we could start, but I think the best one is Keldon Johnson. Went crazy from three, despite Kyle Tucker saying Keldon Johnson <laughs> couldn't shoot. Keldon Johnson yeah. showed that he could today. Yes, yes. yeah, I guess what people – that was the accusation that it was of what I said, which it wasn't. I, it was like three <laughs> or four games ago I tweeted. And at the time, he was four of 16 on the season from three. That Of all the things he does well, and there are many – Shooting threes right now is not one of them. Right now is not one of them. He was not <laughs> currently shooting threes well. And someone who must be related to him or something was just hounding me on Twitter about how you go say he can't shoot. This just statistics lie. And I'm like, look, I understand that like he physically can, like, and he is capable of shooting better than he is. But the numbers say at the moment he's a bad three point shooter because he was four of sixteen. But he hits the beautiful. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a half court shot done better than what Keldon Johnson did. Yes. Perfect form. I mean, he just shot it like a jump shot uh, in the Seton Hall game to send him to overtime. Then he hits another huge three in that game. He hits a couple in that one. Hits his first five threes today, and a lot of that was they were great open looks. I mean, they were 
Calipari talked after the game about how much emphasis he put on ball movement and just get the ball out of your hands, pass, 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 pass. Don't slow, don't catch it and hold it and slow everything down. He wants them whipping the ball around because if you do that and you're willing passers, that was his buzz phrase, yeah. catch phrase. And it will we'll, continue to be, I'm yes. guessing, for the upcoming weeks. Yes, if you're willing passers, the ball keeps moving it, at some point, somebody's going to spring open, and that was happening a bunch today. They got a ton of open looks. Kelton Johnson was the early beneficiary, hit them all, and the sixth one was in and out, uh, and he ended up hitting uh, six of seven from three, eight of nine. He scored 24 points on nine a shot, nine shot attempts. And only two free throws. Yeah. A lot of times. I mean, that is, a, that is as, about as efficient as you can be. That is pretty ridiculous. Um, and then as a team, you know, Calipari, this was a great day for Cal, a vindication for Calipari in some ways. Of, uh, for all the time he said, this should be one of my best three-point shooting teams, and I still believe it's going to be one of my best three-point shooting teams. And the game after they lose, Quade Green to transfer, their best percentage-wise three-point shooting guard, mm-hmm. they go 12 of 21 from three. Um so that was a that was a positive sign. Um, Tyler Hero hit like a hurried corner three right before the halftime buzzer, and Cal said the reason you did that is because you weren't thinking about it too much. He hit a couple threes for the game, and he had 17. Um, a man, big, 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 big development to me. Emmanuel quickly is starting to hit shots, and he hit both his threes today. Um, or no, he didn't hit both. He hit two out of three today. Um, he had 12 points. I thought he played well, and then. The uh, well, we're saving him for okay. last. and then there, and then <laughs> dot dot dot. When we come back, <laughs> well, we're not gonna. We'll we're talk about the other guy who made two three pointers. Well, you know, the, I bet you can't guess who it is. <laughs> the, the the thing also about Tyler Hero, thought I thought, I don't know. Calipari always says it, so maybe that's why it stuck out to me. But he was doing other stuff and doing his typical anticipatory defense, getting a couple steals. And uh, was taking the ball to the basket a lot in the first half. You know, you mentioned he had a couple threes. He was two for six, and one of them was that uh, buzzer beater at the end of the first half. The other one was just a, a normal look, but you know he still missed four. And I mean that's understandable. Yeah. Two of six isn't like terrible necessarily. You make my one more, and you're fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm yeah. but I'm saying he's still missing some open yeah. shots in, in theory. And when you compare it to what Kelton Johnson was able to do, it makes it look a little bit worse. But the other thing is uh, P.J. Washington and Reed. Travis, who were both shooting over fifty percent, went over three. I yep. don't know how the big guys uh, are coming back to earth. Yeah, um, uh, but I tell you what, let's take a quick break. And coming up next, I do want to talk about those big guys a little bit more because dun dun dun, the big lineup is back. But first, got to tell you guys about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. And during the holiday season, when you're out and about and visiting family, you'll want to take your team with you. And if you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never use just so you can see your team, Sling TV is the best option for you. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football, college basketball. It's bowl season, man. Sports are on all the time. 30 bucks a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and more. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. And right now, Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Might as well try while you're visiting your great aunt Betty, because you know she doesn't have SEC Network. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Kyle 
the big lineup came back. I I don't think you're a fan. You're not a big fan of the big lineup. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just mostly it's it's more about you need to be a three-point shooting offense to some extent, a space the floor, you know, create open shots team and you know, Cal Perry is he's even after today when they shot so well from 3, so we're not going to be a 33 a game team. We're going to we're going to take 20 to 23 threes a game. They shot 21 today and made 12. And he said he he made a I think fairly ridiculous uh proclamation that if they shoot 33s they're going to lose the game. Yeah, I don't get that. Uh uh not if you're good at shooting threes or not. Like, I mean, you know, like well, the, the thing if, you, is, if you just jack 33s, sure. Yeah. But if you're if you're running good offense to get good and and if you're telling us if he believes what he said, this is my best three point shooting team, then of course you're not. And that starts to you know if that starts to play out now and guys start to make their shots, then of course you're not going to lose necessarily. If you, I mean, in fact, you might blow some people out if mm-hmm. you take thirty and you make fifteen. Yeah, you know, or you take thirty and make twelve. Yeah, That's, if you make twelve threes, you're probably winning big. They made twelve yeah. threes today, and they. They won by 27 points. I mean, he makes some good points. You know, if you shoot a bunch of threes, you're going to get beat on the glass because you're not going to get many offensive rebounds because they're going to go all over the place. And uh, I understand some of that. A lot of times three-point misses lead to transition buckets for the other team. Um, All that. Sometimes they're, you know, they're rushed or bad shots or whatever. You're not trying to get your best offense. Also, getting to the free throw line is important. It puts other teams in stressful situations by getting them in foul trouble. They're, in theory, free points. And this is his best free throw shooting team. Yeah. And so that's good for them to get to the line. I get all that. But I just, the way the game is being played right now, I'm not sure that that makes sense. But he's a Hall of Fame coach, and I am not. And I, I don't want to overly well, – and he's clearly getting annoyed by being second-guessed right now. Yes. But that's what's going to happen when you start to – when you slip a little bit. Well, and they have slipped a little bit. Well, but it isn't just us questioning Calipari. I mean, it's basically the entire NBA game has now yeah. shifted, and their three-pointers are a lot tougher than college three-pointers. Yeah, so. and I think, too, it's like it's a fair application of something he talks about all the time. You say you're an embryo. You you're you're preparing guys for the next level. If that is true, then you your game will mirror the next level. Yeah. You know he talked about positionless because the NBA is going positionless, but he's not actually been positionless. He's just recruited a bunch of big forwards who can't yeah. shoot or won't let them shoot. And so, anyway. Uh, but the problem with the, the reason the point being why you're bringing this up is Cal Perry said tonight that he is looking at a lineup, a big lineup that includes EJ Montgomery. Uh, which I assume because he was talking about, I don't think he was including Nick in that. He's talking about they're going to need Nick some and to come in some so that people know they can't just drive. But I think the big lineup is Reed and PJ with EJ. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, and so I I, I do think he's going to experiment some with EJ Montgomery. I do think he knows that like EJ has this huge amount of potential in him and can do some versatile things. And wants to pull that out of him right now, though it's it's strange. Like he should be the big guy who can make shots. He cannot make shots. I mean, EJ is missing every. I bet he's missed every mid-range jump shot he's taken. He goes one for three tonight, and then and uh, grabs five rebounds in twelve minutes. Nick Richards also played twelve minutes. He didn't even attempt a shot. 
he grabbed two rebounds and had three fouls. Yeah, and he got and then a monster got, block. He had one monster block. And EJ uh, Montgomery had a monster goaltend. Monster goaltend on a play that Nick got shook out of his shoes in the paint, yeah. and then the next time down got scored over. Like Nick got abused in the paint, and EJ came over and re- and goaltended the guy's shot, and the next time down the guy just scored easily right over top of Nick Richards. So. Uh, that guy, the Jets, I, I, I think that was the Johnson kid um, from Utah. He had some post moves. He he was a decent yeah. little post scorer, but I mean, yeah. yeah it, with Twelve the, minutes, three fouls. That's bad. No points, two rebounds. Um, I'm not on the same page with John Calipari about Nick Richards. It's weird because they went from like, well, we're not going to like drag you along like to we're going to need him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe so. I, I think just, what they need is a guy they can count on to block shots. And, like, I guess the point is, like, well, Nick would be the only one. Yeah, I mean, EJ could in theory, and he's shown, shown flashes, but he's a not he's not the athlete that Nick Richards is. And I think that's pretty evident. Because I'm having a coughing fit over here. Yeah, that's why I talked over you. <laughs> yeah, I just um, – it's, like, uh, it's like Calipari is saying – we're gonna need what I the my, the image in my head that I have for Nick Richards. We're gonna need that, but they don't have that. Well, to be, but to be fair to him, to your your argument about Montgomery, that's what you're you're they're gonna need Montgomery's vision of what you, we think he can be. Right, right. But, down the but, line. So, but I, mean, I would I would also counter that. EJ Montgomery has shown more potential That's by far already in ten games than Nick Richards has shown in forty-two games. So you know, I think we've seen what Nick is at this moment. Now he could develop, but like we've seen very little of of EJ Montgomery, and he's shown already mm-hmm. more potential. Um, and I think if you asked one hundred NBA scouts to get to uh, measure the the ceiling. Of the two players, they would uh, one hundred out of one hundred would say that EJ Montgomery has the higher ceiling. Yeah. So I yeah, I think you've got to try the young guy and see he's got the he's got the chance to improve the most. I yeah. think. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And then final component of that big guy lineup is PJ Washington, who went back to normal PJ. Oh well, I mean, not normal PJ from what John Calipari wants: nine points, four rebounds, and thirty-one minutes. Yeah, well, I, 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 there were moments that he was more impactful than that, what that shows because he did have three blocks, two steals, um, only one turnover. But, yeah, I mean, he just like was not a super assertive rebounder, was not a super assertive offensive player. He vanished for long stretches. I did think he was pretty good defensively. From, yeah. from the times that well, I the, the times that I noticed him yeah. and like watch him the entire game, but um, I thought he was pretty active defensively. It's just to me, um, and I brought this up to Cal Perry after the game. He, he said this summer in our little roundtable, uh, you know, the Bahamas showed me that we have a lot of guys, like a lot of guys who can play, mm-hmm. but I still don't know who's going to be the catalyst. Like who's the alpha. Who is the guy every team he's had that's really good has at least one guy and sometimes two who on a given night can be the best player on the floor for either team and can just carry you. Now, PJ has done that off and on, but like I think Keldon Johnson is emerging as the guy who if they're going to have one of those, it's going to have to be him. And Cal Perry kind of said, yeah, I've been thinking that, but and the but was he loses focus a lot. 
Yeah, and, and you can Keldon acknowledge that. Like sometimes he kind of just kind of zones out. Um, and well, both Cal and Keldon said it's about when he gets tired, he just kind of like lets up. And he said, "I've got to basically trust and say I'm tired. Take me out." And that Cal, and he says he does trust that. If he does that, Calipari will put him back in when he tells him he's ready to go back in, and then he'll go as hard as he can again. And they both kind of talked about it. That's an important thing. I would imagine that's a hard thing for young freshmen and guys who have always been like the guy to trust in a new situation, like to trust to raise your hand and say, take me out, I'm tired, and trust that you won't be stuck on the bench for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. That when you say, put me back in, I'm ready, he's going to also put you back in. And then – because you trust that, then you trust yourself to to empty your tank for the five minutes you're out there and then go sit down and catch a breather and then empty your tank again instead of I'm not coming out of this game and I'm going to play five bad minutes of basketball or yeah. make him take me out. So um, I thought that was interesting because I think it's it's also a coach trusting the player to know himself. Well, yeah, and I mean, from what I saw, Keldon specifically, there was a couple times, and I don't know if necessarily if this is exactly the the focus issue or if it is something else more indicative of just how he plays defense, but he got beat off the dribble multiple times by guys that aren't to the level that they'll see next week against North Carolina. I mean, Utah, I, we really haven't mentioned yet, Utah. Sucks. I wasn't going to put it quite that bluntly. They're bad. They're four and five now, and they're not good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Keldon Johnson's getting beat off the dribble a couple of times when in, he shouldn't be. I mean, that's yeah. that, that might be the focus Which has thing. been a thing all year. It's uh, You know, he came in with this defensive reputation himself, um, and he's he has been susceptible to getting blown by. So, um, yeah, North Carolina's going to challenge him. Speaking of, as we record this, let me see. Well, I'll let you get that um, – that up and until then we oh. will give that score update and tell you how great north carolina is and talk about the best shooter in the history of kentucky basketball but first we do need to let you guys know about roman guys are terrible at taking care of their health whether it's a knee injury bad back or something worse guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor i'm guilty of it myself the same is true for erectile dysfunction Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medications right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting room, no awkward face-to-face conversations, and no uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com. Slash locked on. Fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, go online and get checked out by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it's really easy, so take care of it. For a free online visit, go to getroman.com slash locked on. That's getroman.com slash locked on for a free online visit. Getroman.com slash locked on. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. All right, how how amazing is North Carolina, Kyle? <laughs> I mean, they're uh, well at this very second as is, we are recording. It is eight thirty p.m. on Saturday. It is. I know it was like a seventeen at least point lead in the first half for Carolina over Gonzaga. 
Uh, it's 10 points with 11 minutes to go. Uh-oh. Um, North Carolina is up. And of note, whether they win or lose this game, uh, you'll know by the time you're listening to this. Uh, Tyler Hero was aware of the score. Wow. Um, he said, you know, I said, asked him something about playing North Carolina next week, and he said, I know they're uh, up big on Gonzaga, and I hope they win that game because we want to show that, like, we can, we do belong on that stage. Like, we can play in a big moment against a big-name opponent, you know, and they, they, I think there's a measure of, a very big measure of that, for them, you know, they've they've played two games away from Rupp and lost both. They've played two games on what you could say is a big stage. The Duke game, obviously, a huge stage in the yes. Champions Classic to start the season. Everyone was watching. But even the Seton Hall game, you're in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. You're on a national broadcast. Uh, you know, that they brought out freaking uh, the NBA John Tesh theme song. Fox bought the rights to that for that game. It was amazing. Wait, it was just for that game? For that weekend's games, yeah, they were playing the oh, game. Wow. They had a, like a triple college basketball triple header, and they were pl- they like paid for the rights to use that. Well, that's song. nonsense, it though. Was terrific. Because it's NBA. I know on NBC. Well, yeah, but yeah, both ESPN, NBA, yeah, right. ESPN had an opportunity to get it, and they didn't. So ESPN's a bunch of dummies. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, no, but that was kind of a big stage too, and they didn't they didn't get it done. So. You know, third time's the charm, maybe. But, you know, here they go. Chicago, the CBS Sports Classic, again, a national TV game. Basically holiday week, weekend. I mean, December 22nd, it's essentially mm-hmm. uh, everyone will be in their holiday, you know, yep. tra- week travels. It's like, a, it's like the Christmas Day game for the NBA. Some uh, media members will probably be wearing Santa hats. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's, it's that time of year. Yes. Uh, have Merry Christmas to you and yours. Exactly. Um, but I think I think there's going to be guys that in this one really want to prove like okay we're better than that. Yep. Um, you know there haven't been that many. There's no opportunities really in between. But to, from between Duke and the Madison Square Garden game last week, it was a bunch of squadoosh. It's been quite frankly a horrible schedule in between. Yep, yep. And a bunch of games nobody was interested in that were not very well played that were all almost all closer than they should have been for Kentucky and then this kind of blah blah Utah game at least this leaves I think Kentucky fans feeling a little better because some good things happen but um, this is their next opportunity to make a statement and and we also also should mention they need one of these on their resume like if you don't want to get to January going are we a bubble team. You might want not to, you might not want to go O four, Duke, Seton Hall, North Carolina, and Louisville. And the game at Louisville the week after this is going to be very challenging. If they get out of this stretch out of twenty eighteen without a single win over a power five conference team, it's a problem. Yep. I and mean, they'll probably still make the tournament, but will they? I mean, with zero quality wins, they won't have a top 75 win even nope i I mean you've got to i mean if you if you can win this game you you can at least put to bed i think are they going to be a tournament team and you can start thinking about a lot bigger things i think if you can beat carolina and we'll talk a ton of carolina this week but right now we do need to mention the best shooter in the history of kentucky basketball jamal baker comes in never missed a shot in rep arena two for two 100 percent from behind the arc 
That was wild. He That's didn't check in. Didn't check in until two twenty-two to go in the game. And uh, someone asked Calipari why did that happen, and he said, "Quote: I would I have forgot put him, he was on the bench. I would have put him in earlier, but I forgot he was on the bench." Yeah, Cal is really doing uh, an aggressive job of trying to convince people that he is like a total uh, old, old man. man now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my kids these days are playing video games, and that's why they're hard to recruit. And like, who's you know, that Jamaral guy on three, the end of the, the bench? Three point shot. Yeah, I want two point buckets. <laughs> I forgot. Wait, I had a guy on the bench. Uh, I, it's very strange. I'm not sure I would have admitted I forgot I had a dude on the bench, but he did. And I mean, he did. He also has he has a good. Re- he does have. He did offer a good reason. He said he's practiced about only about two weeks with us in the last year and a half, yeah. which is true. I mean, he's basically been invisible. Um, but I mean, I was impressed with his just like no hesitation. They ran a play for him to get a catch and shoot and Boop. he caught it and shot it and made a deep contested three. And the next time down, I'm pretty sure it was the the objective was just to bleed the clock and that dude got in a one-on-one from NBA deep NBA range and just pulled up right over top of a guy and nailed it. And that was the impressive thing. Both were contested, yeah. both were deep and both were about as pure as could be. He was as pure a shooter as advertised in those uh, moment. So right. six points in a minute, I think. Two minutes, officially. I mean, like within a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, and, you know, Cal said, I told him if you're in the game, you're in there to score, and he did his job. So we'll see. Uh, I know that um, uh, Kelvin Johnson said he's seen him do that in practice, and he thinks he's going to get a lot more minutes going forward. So Yeah. Um, I'm going to mention this now, and then we'll let it bleed over into the next podcast because we need to wrap up. But uh, Rick Patino tweeted out, earlier today because the 93 team was honored uh, for their Final Four being its 25th anniversary season. And Patino tweeted out to his Patuitos that he thanked Cal for the comments and wished that he could be there. Calipari was asked about it after the game and said that Patino had family obligations and other things going on. But he said that he told Patino, here's the quote, look, you need to get up here. They will be respectful here. You know what that program did to change this back. You know, I mean, we should recognize it. Sounds like John Calipari wants Rick Pitino to be honored at Rupp Arena, and I would like to see that too. I don't know if I agree with what he thinks will happen, but it would be really interesting. Yeah, I had a debate right after with Ben Roberts from the Herald Leader, and I think he's probably right. I disagreed initially, but like, if he comes back with one of those teams, if he come back today That's with the '93 the, that, team, or if he comes back for the 25 year anniversary, which I guess is what they're trying to establish because people got up in arms that they didn't honor '96 at 20. But 20 isn't. That be to be fair, it is on on a decade, but it's not one of those considered one of those like, you know, uh, diamond, gold, whatever, silver. Yeah. 25 and 50 are the ones people kind of recognize. 10, probably 10, 25, and 50. Uh, so the 96th, 25th anniversary will come up soon. You know, if he came back with that team, which I think may be the greatest team in college basketball history um, and beloved here, obviously, and had them break through to win their first title since, you know, all the mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and since, what, 78? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'd be booed. No. I mean, because you'd be booing that team. Yeah, they would be and introduced. And you just couldn't do it. And if he'd come out with the 93 team today, he wouldn't have gotten booed. I mean, I it's, a, it's a human shield. Um, yep. And frankly, 
I am as critical of, of Patino as anybody for what he's done more recently, but Cal Perry talked a pretty good bit today about, like, yeah, he saved this program. I mean, they were at their lowest point. They were on probation. They were, like, clobbered by it, and he restored Kentucky to its what people in this state believe is its rightful place at the yeah. top of college basketball and had one of the great three-year runs ever or initiated it, you know, the – 96, 97, and it was his guys in 98, three straight national championship games. There we go. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to read some reaction <laughs> to that, and we're going to talk a bunch of football this week and preview the UNC. So we get another busy week ahead on Locked On Kentucky. As you hear Kyle Tucker blow his nose, I'll take his microphone from him. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> you can follow on Twitter at LockedOnUK. You can follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. I got all the Calipari postgame press conference up right now. You can find it there. Follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H and read his work on The Athletic. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you soon. are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that, but I was about to die. <laughs>